Hello everybody and welcome to this episode of Coffee and Theology and I hope everyone is having a great day and uh, th- this morning I want to continue our uh, our study in Luke chapter 1 and uh, you know before we get into where we left off I want to go back just for a little bit and and do a little bit of a recap and you know uh, last episode we talked about the introduction uh, that Luke made and why he wrote this letter and then we also took a look at the birth of John the Baptist the foretelling of that and we we looked at the birth of Jesus's foretelling when the angel Gabriel came and told both of these mothers that they were going to have a child and if you remember if you watched uh, uh, the last episode we talked about how uh, how both mothers didn't think that they would be able to uh, to have a child in the current situation that they were in, and you know this is pretty fitting because uh, as as I'm recording this, it's the week of uh, Mother's Day, uh, and it's kind of a really fitting story for Mother's Day, and I just think it's a, a great, wonderful story. It shows the power of God. It so shows just how much God can do, and it shows just His power. Now, uh, we're going to pick up today in verse 39 of Luke chapter 1, and we're going to be looking at when Mary visits Elizabeth. And, uh, you know, that's the first little little section here that we're going to be looking at. And I want to go ahead and start in verse 39. It says, Now at this time Mary arose and went in a hurry to the hill country to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth. When Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, the baby leaped in her womb, and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to stop right there for just a second, because this has always been a, a part of Scripture that has, has really intrigued me. It's, uh, it's something that, uh, that one of our elders here at the church, he, uh, you know, every, every Christmas, and we're getting, when we're getting close to Christmas, he, he always really likes to do a study on Luke chapter 1 and 2, and I think it's really important that we understand that that the baby leaped in her womb and Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. This again shows the power of God. I mean, that, that would be impossible if God wasn't in the picture, wouldn't it? Just think about that. Continuing on verse 42, it says, And she cried out with a loud voice and said, Blessed are you among women. And blessed is the fruit of your womb. And how it has happened to me that the mother of my Lord will come to me. For behold, when the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there, are, that, that there would be a fulfillment of what had been spoken to her by the Lord. So we know that Mary and Elizabeth knew each other. We know that they were related. And what I think is intriguing here is really that Elizabeth knew that Mary was carrying the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Because if we go back and if if we looked, it said, uh, and let me find it here, Uh, 
and it said in verse 43, and, and how has it happened to me that the mother of my Lord will come to me? Now think about that. They knew. She knew what she was doing. Both mothers here knew exactly what they were doing. They were doing this for God. They loved God. They were obedient to God. And they knew that they were doing this for God. I want to continue on verse 46 here. And Mary said, My soul exalts the Lord, and my spirit has rejoiced in God my Savior. For he has had regard for the humble state of his bondslave. For behold, from this time on, all generations will count me blessed. From the mighty one who has done great things for me, and the holy is his name. And his mercy is upon generation after generation toward those who fear him. He has done mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their thoughts of their heart and he has brought down rulers from their thrones he has exalted those who were humble he has filled the hungry with good things and sent away the rich empty-handed and he has given help to israel his servant in remembrance of his mercy as he has spoke to our fathers to abraham and to and his descendants forever and mary stayed with her about three months and returned home now this meeting was right before John was born. And this meeting is, is, is very important because it's important that God brought these two women together because he wanted them to know exactly what was happening. He wanted them to know exactly the importance of what was happening. And they did. They knew that. They knew what they were doing was for God. They knew exactly what was going on. Verse 57 says, Starting this section of scripture that John was born. It says, Now the time had come for Elizabeth to give birth, and she gave birth to a son. Her neighbors and her relatives heard that the Lord had displayed his great mercy toward her, and they were rejoicing with her. So right here we can see just in these these next two verses that we read, we can see that that God is reaching out and connecting to other people through Elizabeth. You know, that is that is the great thing when we're serving God, when we're doing what God has called us to do, when we're doing God's will, when we're doing everything that he has called us to do, we can see how God's love is spread. We can see how God's word is spread. And I think it's just important here, this in, just in verse 57 and 58, that we realize that, that, that just by this one action, that all these people's lives are touched. They're able to see God's power. They're able to see exactly what God can do. Continuing on, verse 59. And it happened that on the eighth day that they had came to circumcise the child and that they were going to call him Zacharias after his father. But his mother answered and said, No, indeed, but he shall be called John. They said to her, There is no one among your relatives who is called by that name. They made signs to his father as to what he wanted him called. And he asked for a tablet and wrote as it follows, His name is John. And they were all astonished. And at once his mouth was opened and his tongue loosed, and he began to speak in praise of God. Let's stop right there. Now, I think this is important because it shows just how faithful they were. 
it shows that that everyone there wanted him, wanted to call him and name him after his father, but they said no. When the angel came, they said, you're going to give birth to a son and you're going to call him John. We read that back in the last episode, and it's important to understand that they were faithful. They knew what they had to do, and they did it to the T. They followed the the letter. They, they followed everything that Jesus said right to the letter of it. That is important because we, too, need to do the same thing. When, when God calls us to go do something, when God calls us to go serve someone, when God calls us to do this or do that, we need to do it the way that God calls us to do it. He has a reason for that. You know, he has a reason for everything that he does. You know, often we don't understand it. Often we we may think it's it's trivial. We may not think much of it. We may think it's meaningless. But I promise you, there is a reason for it. There's always a reason for it, or God wouldn't be saying it. He wouldn't be calling us to do that if there was not a reason. Just this, just this little thing, the the little thing that may that we may not think much about the name of this child. They were obedient to God. They were obedient to God in everything that they done. Verse 65 says, Fear came on all those living around them, and all these matters were being talked about at the hill country of Judea. All who heard them kept them in mind, saying, What then will this child turn out to be? For the hand of the Lord was certainly with him. Now again we see how this child is reaching other people. We see how this child is spreading the gospel even though he was just born. We can see just how he is showing other people about God. He is telling them about God because they, they were thinking, you know, this the hand of God had to be with him. Because we didn't even think that, that that Elizabeth could have a child, and now she's she's having a child, and he, she she is bound to call him John. His his father was mute uh, after he went into the temple, and he come out, and and he was mute, and he he couldn't talk, and he wrote on a tablet, "He shall be called John." You know, they couldn't have talked about it because he couldn't talk, he couldn't speak. So this shows again the power of God. It shows that God had a hand in this. You know, we're just we're just simply humans. Without God, there's a lot of things that are impossible for us to do. Without God, most of the stuff that uh, that we do couldn't happen. There could be no more miracles. There could just be a coincidence here and there. But you will never convince me that God is not in the picture. You could never convince me that there is no God. I have seen it too many times with my own eyes. There, there is a God. We can read these wonderful stories that are in the Scripture, and we can see just where God is. We can see that God has a hand in every little thing. He had a hand in this. This was His plan. His wonderful, thought-out plan. You know, it... It may not have been the plan for Mary in her mind. It may not have been 
the plan for Elizabeth in her mind. It was God's plan. And they chose to follow God's plan. And that's what we need to do as well. When God gives us something, when he lays something on our heart, that's what we need to do. If he, if he lays it on our heart for us to go and call someone and pray with them, that's what we need to do. We need to call and we need to pray. If he lays it on our heart to, to, to do anything, that's what we need to do. If he lays it on our heart at invitation on Sunday morning to walk up and get prayed for, that's what we need to do. There's a reason that God is telling us what he is telling us. He has a plan. He knows what we need better than we do. A whole lot better than we do. Sometimes we're just plain dumb because we don't know any better. But God has that plan. He has the plan and we need to follow his plan to the best that we can. Let's continue Verse 67 said, And his father Zacharias was filled with the Holy Spirit and prophesied, saying, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited us and accomplished redemption for his people. And he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of David his servant. As he spoke by, by the mouth of his holy prophets from the old, salvation from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us, to show mercy toward our fathers and to remember his holy covenant, the oath of which he swore to Abraham our father to grant us that we, being rescued from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all our days. And you, child, will be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go on before the Lord prepare his ways to give to his people the knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of our God which, with which the sunrise from on high will visit us to shine upon those who sit in darkness in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. And the child continued to grow, become strong in spirit, and he lived in the deserts until the day of his public appearance in Israel. That finishes out chapter 1 of Luke. You know, Luke chapter 1 is just filled with wonderful stories of the power of God. I know I've mentioned it several times in these, you know, last episode and this episode as well. But I just can't stress enough just how powerful God is. Just how powerful God's plan is. You know, Zacharias was mute until his child was born and he was named John. He was mute until he fulfilled exactly what God had called him to do. You know, he fulfilled it to the letter. He questioned you know, the angel, when, when the angel first came and told him that, uh, that Elizabeth was going to have a child, he questioned. And that's what, that's what got him in the predicament that he was in. And that's what was, made him unable to speak. And he was, he was signing and he was trying to tell everyone what was going on. And, but, you know, there's only so much that you can sign. There's only so much that, that you can tell by playing a game of charades. 
But when he was able to speak, verses 68 through 79, when he was able to speak, he was able to tell them what happened. He was able to tell them about the power of God. He was able to tell them and prophesy to them of what had happened to him and what was going to happen in the future. What a wonderful story. What a wonderful story of the forerunner of Jesus Christ. What a wonderful story of the power of God. You know, it don't get much better than this. It, it don't get much better than this as we're, as we're approaching Mother's Day, as we're, we're approaching a day to honor our mothers. Mary and Elizabeth are our two mothers in the Bible that we can look at, that we can model our lives after because we can see how obedient they were. We can see how dedicated they were to Christ. We can see how dedicated they were to doing everything that God asked of them to do. And I'm sure it wasn't easy. I'm sure there were, there were times that, that, they, that they may have questioned their motives. I'm sure there were times that they may have wished they, they didn't do it that way. But in the end, I know that they were glad that they did. They were glad that they were able to serve God. They were glad that they were able to do what God called them to do. You know, they had a, they had a few options. They could have said, no, I'm not going to do it that way. They could have said, no, it's not possible. They could have ran away. They could have tried to, tried to run as far as they could away from God. They could have, they, they could have done a number of things. But they chose to honor God. They chose to do His will. They chose to honor Him with everything that they had. They chose to do exactly what God wanted them to do. Every, everything that they done, they chose to do it the way that God wanted them to. Now, I hope you all have enjoyed chapter one, and I hope you all tune in for the next episode, and we'll, we'll get started on, on chapter two. I don't know if we'll finish chapter two or not, just like we did in chapter one. We may have to break it up into a couple of episodes, but uh, I hope you all tune in next time uh, for chapter two, and I hope everyone is having a great week, and I hope everyone is enjoying God's word and enjoying the message that God has for us all today.